Hello, welcome to Designer vs. Developer Podcast with myself, Mustafa, Design Advocate at Google. The premise of the show is speaking to developers about the different challenges both designers and developers have with each other and the industry as a whole. This week, we're speaking to Jake Archibald about communication between both designers and developers and the premise of designers just being there to make things look pretty. We cover things like Jake's service worker, of course, because he's the creative service worker, not really, and also design sprints. Hope you enjoy this. Um, I remember early on in my career, when I first started at this, one of the first jobs I ever had, um, on my first day, the, the manager said, look, mate, your job here is just to make you look pretty. And that was the most soul-destroying <laughs> thing I ever had. And it was like, all these years of art college and design, and like, you're just here as a glorified painter decorator. Um, and I remember later on, in my first uh, sort of like more web developer roles, um, someone likened developers as being glorified plumbers. Like, I, like, I, was, I was just trying to think of what the equivalent would be for a developer in what you were saying though. It is like just like, all right, come on, mate, sit down. You write those funny symbols, right? You yeah. write those funny symbols, make it everything work. <laughs> you do that and then you can go home and you won't yeah. be fired. It's horrible. Yeah, no, it's just like, glorif- I mean, not to de- denigrate paint and decorate or plumbers, but seeing that you're nothing more than just someone who's just paints something or just fixes a boiler. Um, well, that sounds really harsh, but, uh, I, found, I felt really soul destroying. I mean, have you ever been in those kind of situations where um, you almost my trailer full is gone? <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like that idea of where you you don't feel like you're 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 part of making something work. You're you feel like you're just sat at a conveyor belt, like a cog and, in a and you're you're fitting that, and then the next thing comes along. I have actually been in um, in that position before. Um, so it was in a previous job, I probably shouldn't name them. Uh, they were a sort of large British broadcasting company, we'll call them BBC for short. Okay. And they, they took all of their designers out of the individual um, sort of product teams and they brought them into one sort of office so they could all work together collaboratively. That sounds great. Uh, but? But, well, but it was collaborative, collaboratively with other designers on their kind of new uh, global design language sort of thing. But that meant that on the, the, the product side that we were just getting um, like a, a PDF thrown over the wall. And it was like, that, make, make that happen. Make this. Yeah, and, and it would be like, but uh, you know, if, like these two, if there was an inconsistency or something, it was like, oh, right, I either now have to go over to the other office or write an email. And it was that sort of asynchronous thing that was previously, I was just able to kind of go to the person next to me. Oh, these two were, these this are different shades yeah. of gray. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Done. Oh, thanks. Or, or use that one. Job See, done. I've been guilty of that because I usually, sometimes when I've designed in the past where I've kind of, because I know how the web works and because I've written front-end code, um, I understand that you can't design in a fixed fashion. So I sometimes give like affordances, but then that's come back to bite me. So the developer goes, why, is the, why are these inconsistencies? These red lines, the margin here is, so no, 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 this is just a reference. But then I suppose you can only really explain that through communication. Exactly, exactly. So, so on that point, you're kind of saying, you, you, so you do bits of front-end code. Yep, I try to. Is that, is that something you think like, designers should do in, in general? Yeah, I mean, this is like an ongoing, I mean, this has been the debate forever. I mean, I suppose it's, it's a case of um, how far do you want to take it. And uh, I felt that, well, in the early part of my career, you couldn't be a web designer without knowing how to do these things. Because mm-hmm. when someone asks you to do a job, like I'm talking about in 2000, when I started, um, it's like I was usually the web designer, 
or the designer, the coder, the engineer. My first job title was webmaster. That's how old I am. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so you had to do those things. I mean, the only uh, other the only other type of designers back then were just graphic designers who were designing uh, landscape. Basically, it's like taking a portrait uh, page layout, turning it on its side, and putting buttons at the bottom. Like that was basically uh, uh, web design. Um, but going back, I mean, how do you feel we can solve some of those kind of back and forth and like treating the designer as just someone who just paints on lipstick or treating the developer as just someone who is uh, like a very robotic make this exactly without having any kind of heart or emotion? Well, the, the time that I've, I've kind of felt, well, I guess the, the ultimate thing is to feel included, right? Yeah. And the times that I, that's worked for me is when I've been brought in early, that like even if it's um, at an agency, if it's been part of the, the product pitch, even if I'm just sort of hiding in the back of the room or, or whatever, I'm sort of there for the very starts where the sort of ideas are being talked about um, that might, you know, after some negotiation, actually come down to something I, I will end up developing. Yeah. Um, the uh, agency I worked at did it very well where you would have um, all the designs would be on the wall, so I, I would be able to sort of walk up to them and sort of see, you know, what would become my job very soon. How did you find um, that worked? I mean, did that change the way you developed or approached design stuff or so, the relationships? So, I mean, when I first worked at the, at the agency, I kind of, when I walked in and saw all of these printouts on the wall, it felt very low tech. I was like, what, you know, we work digitally. Why have we got, you know, printouts of things? But just being able to sort of have an overview of everything like that. Seeing the project like, as like the map of the project almost. Yeah, yeah. And to be able to sort of just sort of glance over it as, you know, as I was walking past and go, ooh, hang on, like either that bit is going to be particularly difficult, and I know a slightly, a very similar thing that's going to be so much easier, or see something and go, oh, that looks exciting. I've got ideas about, we could animate that or do something, Absolutely. and I could go straight to the designer and say, you know, and I, and I felt like I was then sort of part of the project. If, if I was saying like, oh, let's, let's move these things around, let's animate them, and the designer would be like, Jake, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me or, or my children ever again. But, they, but then sometimes it'd be like, oh yeah, there's, there's, there's a hint of a good idea in there. Let me work on that. Yeah, I mean, um, designers do that typically because, like, I went to classical art college, and like, what they do is you end up spending ages drawing or painting a still life or a person, um, and because you're so deep entrenched in it, you can't see the flaws. So what you would do is you hold it up against a mirror because then it's the same image but reversed. But then you see it from a different perspective, and you realize, oh yeah, the leg, the right leg is like goes up to the waist. It's like you know half leg, yeah. uh, and you see the flaws automatically. So having taking um, the thing you're designing out of context and putting it onto a wall. Um, really helps seeing the flaws and seeing like you know what you could um, improve on or just you know just for coming out with ideas. I mean, we advocate like a process called design sprints, which is all about getting everybody working together. So you come up with an idea, or sort of everyone shares like the challenges and you come up with ideas together. It's like developers, but engineers. Is, is that designers working together, like, no. or is that the, the the product working together? It's everybody involved in 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 the product itself. So um, typically you have a stakeholder from finance, from marketing, from developer, from design, from research, everyone and the, the big boss. Um, and everyone's kind of sharing and going through this like typically four to five day process where they're learning about the challenge, coming up with ideas, um, voting on it, creating a prototype and testing it. Mm -hmm. And we find that this kind of doing things um, collaboratively and also bit, part of the process, you're in a room where you're writing everything on the wall and you have lots of sticky note paper. Um, allows everyone to empathize each other's position and also respect the authority of the knowledge that everyone else has in the room, mm. which I think um, what, otherwise what happens is you just have this conveyor belt that marketing will come in and say, 
no, you don't know what you're, you're just a, a painter, you're just a, you know, a whatever, a builder, just do these things that I, where they may not necessarily have the expertise to kind of know like how UX or behavior or performance or accessibility works. Well, I, I think in the same way that, um, that we're talking about, there's, there's a benefit to a, a designer knowing, you know, some of the development tools, and, and I, I think this, it cuts both ways, I think a developer should know their way around like Photoshop, Sketch, or, you know, especially whichever tool that the designer uses. The, the product manager needs to know both, right? They need to have an appreciation for both to, to understand that it's not just, you know, off you go in a room and come back with, you know, here's a blank piece of paper, you, you go away and you come back with gold, you know? Yeah, I mean, even, I mean, maybe not even necessarily um, the tools, but just the sort of the logic behind it. So mm. how color works, why, what's the difference between luminance and contrast? Why, because in design, pretty much everything is, is, uh, is uh, surrounds the, the concept of contrast. Like the reason why we have hierarchy, hierarchy with like typefaces is one is bigger, one is smaller because you're trying to create this visual contrast because the bigger thing is much more important, the title, or it's like conveying uh, quick information before someone uh, jumps in to read the rest of the article or whatever. And everything is about that. And even just having these uh, small appreciations for those things from a sort of like other non-designers, I think helps them and become more cultured. And likewise, I think um, if we understand, say like, because accessibility, you never knew anything about accessibility or like, as a designer, it's like, you know, color contrast or hmm. performance is like, like since joining Google and listening to say you and say uh, Paul Lewis, like performance is like really being horrified of like, my God, all these things I've been creating, which is like, you know, really badly performed. But it's like, how would you know? Or how well, how would I know, rather? Well, it's, I guess it's it's more down to the developer, isn't it? In that case, I think too, I, I, because it's not like things don't get slower the more colours you use, or, or necessarily like the more complex the shapes are. It, it, I think it is down to the, the developer to sort of uh, identify maybe that for some reason there's some uh, parts of this design altogether is resulting in something slow. So like if we remove that bit there, we are ninety. You know, we're, we're like twice as fast or something. Can, you know, can we can we do that? And then it's a negotiation from from that point. Um, uh, I was going to say a thing right now, and, and I can't remember what it was. Was it word games? N no. Oh, so here's what I wanted to, to ask you about, because I think this is, this is something I'm curious about from the design world. I think in development, like, the more people you have working on something, uh, up until a particular number, but you, the better the code gets. Because yeah. you're sort of quality checking each way, and... Um, the best code is the code that can be read by anyone. Okay. It's not got lots of kind of, you know, artistic flourishes in the code that make it difficult for anyone else. Um, so with design, I, I sometimes get the feeling like the, there's an impression that the more designers you have working on something, the, you know, the artist's soul is lost. Yeah, well, so. I mean, it's like design by committee, which is everyone. Well, well design by committee is basically someone sitting over your shoulder and saying, change this, change that, mm. um, which isn't, I suppose, the same as... Like, designers are typically seen as extroverts, uh, you know, really sociable creatures. But if you look at the way we work, we don't do version control. It's like final, 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 final. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Only one person can really work on a logo. We sometimes have crits where people will look at the work that we do and they're possibly, you know, just tighten this, align that. Um, but you don't necessarily have designers working in such a collaborative fashion. And the problem, the reason, I think one of the challenges for designers to do that is, uh, because you do lose kind of like caring ability. A designer mm. cares about something. Um, also like when I've written an article and lots of people come and edit and you have like 20 different editors, it, it no longer becomes your thing. It feels like it's someone else's, but I don't know if that's the same with developers. No, it is actually. I, I had someone, um, someone say, say that to me before, like they, they, they was, oh, you know, oh you, you know, you must be sort of proud to have been like the, you know, 
one of the people who you know invented service workers and it, at that point it felt really weird hearing that because it's like well it doesn't really feel like mine because it's it's so, like it. <laughs> so many people. Well, so many people have been working on it and changing it, and it's like there are definitely bits that I can point to. I go, well, I kind of did that bit. Yeah. But then we've like lots of other people have edited it, so it's kind of just everyone. It's everyone's now. Yeah. It's, Doesn't it that sound nice? <laughs> I mean, so I suppose how we can solve this appreciation or sort of lack of appreciation um, is working closely together. I guess ultimately is what we're saying. Which yeah. sounds like very obvious, but we need to talk more. Well, yeah, yeah, and sort of being together from the start. Um, so then, you know, the, the, I, if seeing a design, I can see how uh, the designer got there. I, I saw that sort of process, and I was able to catch things, uh, you know, early on. Because uh, I, I know that the sort of ideal is for everything to be sort of iterative development, but in so many, like especially agency life. I'm busy working on the other projects yeah. that's, that's finishing while the designer's working but on the We're still having one. some sort of input or conversation beforehand. Yeah, so by the time I actually come to work on it, it's like, oh, I, you I've, feel I've seen it, yeah, yeah. and I've, I've seen that develop and I've influenced that bit and I'm kind of comfortable with it. Okay, well, thank you very much. <laughs>